Hey everybody, this is No Bones About Wrestling, and this is your AEW Dynamite Recap. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And let's get right to it. They were live. It was April 26th, and they were in Sunrise, Florida. Opening match, pretty good one, for the AEW International Championship. It saw the champion, Orange Cassidy, defending his title against Bandito. Uh, There was a nice opening exchange here. A great bit of action while Orange had his hands in his pockets. Uh, Bandito did a bit where he pretends to shoot with his fingers. I enjoyed that. At one point, Cassidy... (laughs) What? (laughs) This match had like... 700 awesome things in it. And you point out that he did like a finger gun. Yeah. It's just an odd uh, odd highlight to, to select. <laughs> to each their own. Cassidy holstered his fingers in his pockets. There's a lot of finger-based <laughs> things in this match. Uh, Cassidy holstered his fingers in his pockets. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's another note I had. At one point, Bandito, with one arm, brought Cassidy back in the ring with a suplex. That was pretty amazing. Uh, Bandito also, with one arm, military-pressed Cassidy. Uh, Cassidy also, uh, he finally hit the orange punch and got the beach break for the pin and the win. Uh, Very good match. Uh, by both men, four and a half bones out of five. This was my match of the week for AEW. Did not get better than this. Uh, very good show. Nothing against the rest of the show, but it did not get better than the opener, that's for sure. Kay, what do you have to say about the opener? Um, I completely agree with you. This is my match of the night, and right in the, so far, my match of the week. I think it might end up staying... For all of wrestling. For all of wrestling. Um, yeah. Uh so to start things Where does your week start for all of wrestling? The week starts on Sunday. The week doesn't start on Sunday. Yes. It's our, we've had this discussion. No. Look at a calendar. When does the week no, start? No. Sunday. That's bullshit. The week starts on Monday. Because you know mm-hmm. how I know? Because Sunday is part of the weekend. Saturday, okay. Sunday is the weekend. The week ends on a Sunday. Well, you got to talk to the calendar makers before I'll Because be you know when the bullshit starts is on a fucking Monday. That's how you know the week has begun, because when the bullshit has begun. No. With most people's jobs, the bullshit starts on a Monday, because that is when the week has begun. You will never convince me of this. But anyway, um, so to start off the match, I love that the commentators discussed Bandito specifically training for this match, and that he studied Cassidy's moves and practiced with a trainer different ways to um, counter them. And I think we saw the success of that when he was able to escape the mousetrap, and he's the first mm-hmm. person to have done that. Um, they also talked about how Bandito's mask could affect his breathing, because uh, unlike Excalibur's mask, uh, Bandito's covers his nose and his mouth. Mm-hmm. And so they talked about how he trains at higher altitudes. Which doesn't seem wise to me, covering your mouth Well, yeah, no, I mean, during that's... physical uh, exertion. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but I guess it's the same as, like, during COVID when we were wearing 
surgical masks, they said that it shouldn't impact the amount of oxygen you were taking in. So. Yeah, but you I also assume... shouldn't wear one during physical exertion. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um. Anyway, uh, I felt like Bandito was just like coming straight at Cassidy nonstop through the whole match. Uh, he had a really cool submission hold. Uh, they said it was called a stretch muffler. I had never seen it before. They said it was um, like a traditional Mexican wrestling hold uh, where he kind of like held him at a diagonal angle and he had his uh, Cassidy's arm wrapped around him on one side and then his leg grasped on the other and was kind mm-hmm. of holding him at a upside down angle. It was a really neat submission. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, all my notes are about Bandito. Great stopping power of Bandito. Uh, he caught Cassidy at one point midair, uh, and then super. Well, this was him. probably the first time you've seen Bandito in singles action. Yeah, wouldn't you is. think? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing superplex by Bandito. By the end of this match, I was done with Cassidy. I was ready for Bandito to get this belt. I was yelling at the television, home alone. Just me and my dog and me yelling at the TV um, about Orange Cassidy winning and Bandito losing this match. I feel like he was robbed. It was one of the best matches I've seen in in a while. It's a very good match. It was very fun. Very good match. Uh, I was definitely for Bandito. Nothing against Cassidy. I just like guys in masks wrestling. Mm -hmm. I like Lucha Libre quite a lot. Um, so one thing I noticed in this match is that, you know, for weeks we've seen Orange Cassidy, he's selling his hand, his hands hurt. Can he overcome the hand? Mm -hmm. Can he hit the orange punch? What about his hand? This and that with the hand and the hand and the hand. This week we didn't hear one goddamn thing about the fucking hand. I actually, until you just said it just now, I totally forgot that his hand was even supposed to be injured or was injured previously yeah so what gives with that yeah i don't know what what gives i expected it to be a big thing i i expected it i expected him going into the match to lose to bandito because the hand finally has gotten Mm -hmm. to the point and he loses to bandito new champion well who did he wrestle last week because last week that's what i thought was going to happen um because they like really sold the hand, and the guy was like stomping on it. Was, it was uh, Buddy Matthews, but yeah. was that last week or two weeks that, ago? Oh, it might have been two weeks ago. I don't recall. Neither. Um, but Buddy Matthews was the one who was stomping all over it, though. Yeah. That's for sure. Was that last week? I, I can't. I can't remember anymore. Lunge. Yeah. So much wrestling. Um. Feels like more than a week ago. Jesus. If so, oh, it's been a long week. If that was just a week ago. Um, but yeah, so what gives with that, dropping all that just all of a sudden, you know, I don't care for that. Mm-hmm. Like, they've really built it and built it. It was one of the stories in AEW that they'd stuck with, and you know, yeah, that made sense and they'd stuck with, um, you know, one of their simpler stories. Hey, the dude's hand hurts and it keeps hurting more. I can understand that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um... It doesn't involve, you know, 16 different people and three promotions and whatever the fuck else, you know, and 10 years mm-hmm. and blood feuds and all this. and uh, Yeah, so I don't know what's up with that. But so anyways, it seems like 
maybe his international championship run, you know, maybe they were going to end it with the hand injury. And mm-hmm. maybe it's just been so damn hot and his matches have been so good. Maybe they've changed their minds and they've said his matches have been so good. Let's keep the belt on him. Maybe mm-hmm. let's forget about the hand injury. His hand's fine. Maybe let's not end it. You think that maybe why they forgot about the hand injury? Maybe. I mean, I was like, I don't think he was on last week's Dynamite. He might have wrestled on Rampage, but the Buddy Matthews match was from two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, okay. Yeah. I was um, say. Yeah, I looked it up. It was on the 12th. Um, but, I, don't, uh, I mean, I guess I'm okay with Orange Cassidy keeping it for a while. I feel like it needs to go on someone from a different wrestling federation, like from either AAA or uh, New Japan. Mm-hmm. To help sell the new name of international champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, there's nothing really international about it right now. I mean, I think he's defended it against one wrestler from New Japan, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, but I think that's it as far as wrestlers from other promotions. But, but with the belt itself being relatively new, could AEW stand for it? being off of television to be in another promotion? Wouldn't fans just forget about it, do you feel like? Well, I mean, like, and that person be on AEW for a while with the belts. Oh, okay. So, like, so-and-so from New Japan, who's now going to defend it weekly until they lose it on oh, AEW. Oh, okay. like, like, they're borrowing him. Oh, like that, a, that would be like cool, Like a wrestler yeah. exchange program. That would be cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. I'd be for that. Um, if they're not going to do that, that would uh, that I'd be all for. That would be great. If they're not going to do that, I would be for, if we're coming up with candidates to beat Orange Cassidy, I would be for Bandito winning it. So I think it would like be great. Rematch? Yeah, hell yeah. If they're going to give a match of this quality, yes, mm-hmm. Bandito. Just yeah. run it back and have Bandito win. I think he showed that he deserves... Uh, something in this company, so yeah. I still can't. It still makes me mad that he lost. Like I'm sitting here, like quietly fuming at the idea of Bandito not getting the belt. Uh, yeah, he could. He sh- he's shown that he deserves this. Or if there's not room for him in AEW, sh- sh- ship him over to Ring of Honor. There's there's room for him there. You know. Yes. Uh, I would love him on Ring of Honor. But yeah, international title would look nice for for Bandito. That would be a cool way to 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 get more of the international uh, flavor to to the belt. Yeah. Now I'm just daydreaming about Bandito on Ring of Honor. Hmm. Him against like Blake Christian or him against Metal Leak. Like, yeah. oh, that shit would be hot. Mm-hmm. Huh. Or Ar Fox. Yeah. 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 Uh, up next, Renee Paquette is with Adam Cole, baby. He says he's going to call out Chris Jericho, baby, tonight. If Chris Jericho <laughs> acts cowardly and doesn't come out, Cole will go looking for him. Uh, Orange and Bandito walk up and ask, oh yeah, I didn't mention, they're friends. After the match, Orange Cassidy puts sunglasses on Bandito and they pose together. So they're they're pals. 
Mm-hmm. He he had brought the sunglasses, extra sunglasses with him. You see, well, that's before he foresaw the match ending with a victory, and him being able to give out the extra sunglasses. I think it's because his sunglasses normally break during the match, because he like he always takes them off and like leaves them on the ring. No, you think it's just he foresaw? He foresaw. Interesting. Anyways, so so they woke up. Orange and and Bandito woke up. And they ask, uh, Orange asks Renee, did you want to interview us about our match we just had? And Renee explains that she was trying to get the Cole story for, for the viewers. And Orange Cassidy says, oh. And walks away. And Bandito says, oh. And then he walks away. I just want to give a shout out to Renee Paquette because... She had some excellent facial expressions throughout this episode. She had lots of like weird things happening during her interviews throughout mm-hmm. throughout the show, and her facial expressions are just priceless and are delightful. You know, yeah. Renee is one of the best backstage interviewers ever, and I've seen them. I've seen them all. Uh, I would put her in, in probably in the top top five ever to do it and that's up there with you know people like mean gene okerlund and the likes of him who mean gene is number one i mean nobody beats mean gene uh but she is very good at it uh i don't know if she gets the credit she deserves um up next renee paquette is with darby allen and jungle jack perry and Darby says he regrets some things he said last week, but he asks Perry to watch his back tonight because he thinks they're going to try to screw him. And he also says that he regrets uh, lurking in the rafters last week and not being by the ring. Why was that, Kay? Because then it, when uh, MJF interfered in the match, he wasn't there to prevent that from happening. And so he kind of blamed himself partially for uh, Jack Perry's loss. And so tonight, what, of course, Darby is is talking about is... uh, The tournament. Yeah, the the pillar tournament, which is... um, As Darby Allen. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara in the final tonight with the winner advancing to double or nothing to get the world title shot against MJF. And I was shocked that they didn't put that match as the main event. I was shocked. Yeah, I feel like when Kenny Omega's on the card, he gets the main event spot. But he, I was just shocked. Yeah. I mean, story-wise, it was surprising because I also expected it to be the main event. I mean, I see why. I see why they didn't. We'll get to that. Yeah. Up next, we have Jeff Jarrett versus one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Dax Harwood. And this one was a a different match for AEW. It was very old school. It was a match. Uh, Pretty much straight out of 1986 Jim Crockett Promotions Television. Uh, a lot of headlocks and uh, backdrops and the like. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It was just it's different for, from any other match on AEW TV this week. 
Um, and it was a good one. It was a good one, though. And this one, uh, Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh were banned from ringside. But, of course, Sanjay Dutt wormed his way down to the ring. And eventually he interfered. And this this interference gave Jeff Jarrett enough time to catch Dax Harwood in the stroke. And he hit it. Uh, Jeff Jarrett hit the stroke. And he pinned Dax Harwood and got the pin and the win. And after the match, for some reason, Sanjay Dutt gave Jeff Jarrett Dax Harwood's World Tag Team title belt as though he had just won it. And Jeff Jarrett kissed it and slobbered all over it and pretended like he just won it. And that, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, good match. I gave this one four bones out of five. Good, solid match. Uh, by two guys who can go, for sure. Kay, what do you have to say about Jarrett versus Harwood? Um, I think I was a little less impressed than you. Like, I was surprised when you said this was a four-bone match. Mm-hmm. I would have given it three and a half. Um, uh, at one point, there was a vicious uppercut by Dax. And then my only other note, really, is uh, where did Sanjay come from? Like... He came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. we saw the same thing last week with the outcast. Do you think there's like a secret trap door under the ring? And that's where like Danhausen used to come out of? Well, the only time there there have been, you know, people who said, Where'd he come from? Oh, there's a trap door under the ring. People yeah. said that for years. The only time I've known of there being a a trap door in the ring was in nineteen ninety eight. When the Ultimate Warrior came back, in order for him to do his puff and go, these smoky entrance and exit Mm -hmm. uh, points, they'd have all this smoke and he'd disappear or reappear or what the fuck ever he was doing. Mm -hmm. This was in WCW, 98. The Ultimate Warrior, uh, he re-signed with a company. I'm going to make an aside here real quick. Ultimate Warrior signed with WCW, did all this just so Hulk Hogan could get his loss back from eight years earlier in WWF um, when the Ultimate Warrior beat him at WrestleMania six, And so in the months leading up to Halloween Havoc, where the rematch took place, Ultimate Warrior was doing all these you know appearances, battling the NWO, and he would appear in the ring, disappear, and have, doing all these vanishing things. And um, to make this happen, they put a trap door in the ring to where Ultimate Warrior would just uh, go, you know, go under the ring. He'd open the trap door and go under the ring. And actually, uh, people complained about it because they'd trip over it and shit. And the British Bulldog actually got slammed on it. And it severely injured his back, at which point he got highly addicted to painkillers which are what led to his uh, addiction and eventual death. Uh, so it's a very sad story. So the trap All from door, this silly trap door. So the trap door wasn't under the ring. It was part of the ring? Like, Correct. Into the ring? Okay. Yes, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that's the only time I've known head, of a physical trap door. In my head, there's like a cartoon trap door under the ring. And so people go <laughs> in and out. Of the trapdoor under the ring to then come out on the side 
close no, 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 you're confused. I'm talking about reality. Yeah, no, I'm talking about what I picture in my mind when, when we have these people show up out of nowhere. In my head, the only logical explanation is a cartoon trapdoor under the ring. I was trying to tell a real story. Yeah, no, I get, well, that's why I was confused with, I was confusing my, what I was picturing in my mind with what you were saying. That's why I wanted to double check that you meant it was like really in the ring. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So that's that's my only only time. Now I could be I could be wrong. I'm not saying that's the only time. I'm saying that's the only time I've known of there being an actual tr- trick door in the ring. There could be others, but that's the only time I've heard of. That seems um, like a real stupid idea. Oh yeah, WCW had a lot of real stupid ideas. Hmm. Um So but they had a lot of real good ideas. I love WCW. Just throwing that out there. That's all. You're currently I'm wearing, wearing a, a WCW, WCW shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing a WCW shirt right now. Yeah. Um, so up next, we have Tony Khan with a big announcement. No, no, a no. A medium-sized announcement? No, not even. They just said, we'll hear from Tony Khan okay, this we're, week. We're hearing from him. So the announcement the, this week was, uh, was that the Owen Hart Cup the the final will be in uh Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Owen Hart's hometown, uh which is pretty cool. And uh some of the preliminary rounds will be in Canada at the uh Forbidden Door and some other AEW events. So that'll be cool to have seems like they're going to be having as much of the tournament in Canada as they can, schedule-wise, with, without having the whole tournament in one night in Canada. I think uh, that's a great idea. So, yeah, that's, that's a cool way to honor Owen. Uh, I'm glad they're... Uh, cooperating uh, with, with uh, Owen's widow, Dr. Martha Hart. I believe that's her name, Martha Hart. Yeah. To uh to hold this tournament, you know, it's a great way to honor uh, a great wrestler. I wish, uh, you know, I, I know there's a lot of bad blood in the Hart family. I wish Brett would get on board and and be a part of it, but I know there's disagreement between Brett and Owen's widow uh, between uh, on a lot of fronts, so I don't think Brett will have anything to do with it. Well, he also just referred to some of their matches as garbage. Yeah. So. Well, I think he was referring to their product as a whole as garbage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so I don't see that happening yeah. either. Um, that's a shame. Nonetheless, it'll be a good tournament. Uh, I'm sure Adam Cole won the men's last year and Dr. Britt Baker won the women's. So it'll be interesting to see uh, this year who wins and what comes of it. Uh, because not much came of it last year, did did it? No, they just won the belts, and then that was the last time we saw the belts. Yeah. Like, I don't even think the next week they had them when they came out. Yeah. Not much came so, of it. They did. It's not like they got a title shot or anything. It's yeah. just, I mean, and that's fine. Just a standalone cup win is fine to mm-hmm. be the winner of the cup. I mean, is enough. Yeah. It does, you know. You don't always have to get a world title shot over everything. That's fine. Plus, the some people, awesome. or some people, are like, why don't you get a title shot? Why don't you get a title shot? Why don't you... 
not everything has to be for a title shot. Not everything mm-hmm. has to make you the number one contender. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know, you go back to the 80s, you used to have the, the Crockett Cup for tag teams where you'd have tag teams going up against each other just for a cup mm-hmm. just and, and cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's it. No belts, no number one contendership, this just for the cup, just for the, the pride, the cup, and the cash. And that's what it was for. Uh, lots of tag teams and a tournament put on by Jim Crockett Promotions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people can't get just get up in the in the spirit of competition. You know, they always say, oh, it's got to be for number one contendership or it's got to mm-hmm. be for a belt. You know, just... How about just competition? Hey, he won this tournament with all these great talents in AEW. Adam Cole came out number one. That's pretty cool. Okay, but can I point out that you complained about how the women's four-way match or four-way tag match at WrestleMania wasn't for anything. But that's because it's at WrestleMania. That's because it's at WrestleMania. That's a different case. Mm -hmm. It's at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Make it be for something. Okay. That's a whole different thing. We're not talking about WrestleMania here. Okay. We're not talking about WrestleMania. That's a whole different ball of yarn okay all right i've gotten off off okay that was no no i didn't get off track we're talking about the the cup we're talking about the owen hart cup yeah so yeah look forward to that um look forward to it early prediction who's gonna win the owen hart cup without without thinking who's gonna win it this year ricky starks kanosuke takeshita who's gonna win the women's Dr. Britt Baker is going to retain. That's what I thought, too. Hmm. Huh. Okay. All right. Up next. Oh, I didn't catch this guy's name. Yeah, up next we had a non-title match. Uh, I don't think they said his name. Yeah. I wrote jobber question mark. Yeah. Uh, We had a non-title match. AEW TNT champion Wardlow pinned a dude. He powerbombed him several times and then pinned him. Wardlow, of course, accompanied by his new manager, Arn Anderson. I love seeing Arn back in uh, back in AEW. But yeah, I never caught this jobber's name, uh, but he powerbombed him several times, as I said, and then he got pinned. Uh, after the match, Arn said, Wardlow is AEW's dynasty. And Arn started telling Wardlow, this is where Arn's speech took an odd turn, because Wardlow may be AEW, AEW's dynasty, excuse me. Uh, he is sort of a blue chipper, you know. Wardlow is sort of the guy where there wasn't a bidding war for him. There, there wasn't, you know, he wasn't seen as a blue chipper. He just kind of came out of the blue and like, who is this, you know, big, huge, uh, muscular dude, you know, reminiscent. A lot of people are calling him AEW's Goldberg, which I would say as that, but the guy is, uh, let's be honest, he is more skilled than Goldberg in the ring, for sure. Um, Can I ask a question? What? So maybe I have a different definition of dynasty in my head, but can a single person be a dynasty? Not That's not usually how you would use that word. Yeah, because no. this whole thing, like that threw me off, and then I just like, that's all I could think about the whole time. So, 
It's just a weird thing to call him. Yeah, that's not usually how you would use that word, no. Like, the Rhodes family is a di- could be a dynasty, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, like, or the Hart family. Because there's, like, a, a group of them. I think he means, um... I think, you know, basically what Arn means is... He is... Mm-hmm. What's going to to he's going to be a part of AEW's dynasty. Okay. That's what he means. Okay. Yeah, because that's not how you use that word. Yeah. No. no. Okay. I we knew what he meant. I knew what he meant. I didn't quite know what he meant, so oh. I'm Okay, so um but where where Orn's speech takes a turn is he started telling Wardlow, uh, you may have to rip an eye out. May have to bite a finger off. May have to beat a man with a chair. And I was like, man, rip an eye out, bite a finger off. Jesus Christ, Arn. What you know? He never. I bet those were never on the the play sheet. Yeah. Remember when when he used to coach uh, Cody Rhodes, and he came out with the Waffle House, Waffle the, House the coaching menu. the coaching play sheet. Yeah, the Waffle House menu coaching play sheet. I bet it never said rip out an eye. Maybe he saw that Rey Mysterio match in WWE. Yeah. He must have. Or, yeah, bite someone's finger off. I bet that one on the play sheet. Anywho, uh, as soon as he says, you know, beat a man with a chair, Christian Cage's music hits. He and Luchasaurus come out. And Luchasaurus and Wardlow stare each other down as they have been doing weekly. And that's all. So it looks like we're heading towards a... Wardlow and Luchasaurus uh, standoff at some point, so that should be a that should be a pretty good uh, matchup. I'm looking forward to that actually. I think that's going to be a double or nothing. Don't you think so? Because uh, you got to figure they're doing such a slow build. Well, so but they you know Hobbs is coming back for his title. Yeah. And Wardlow is do is has got this going with Luchasaurus. I guess Wardlow's going to be attacked from two fronts, you know? Mm-hmm. Because AEW thinks that you can follow more than one storyline at a time. You know, sometimes to their detriment. Yeah, no, I agree. Sometimes they, they try to get too much going. Uh, well, what what do you think? they'll? What do you think they'll do at Double or Nothing? You think they'll do... Wardlow versus Luchasaurus, or Wardlow versus Hobbs, or a triple threat, or what? Ooh, I didn't even think about a triple threat. Well, but if they do a triple threat with this, they're not going to do a four-way for the the big belt. Do you think? I don't see them doing both of those. Either. I don't see them doing both of those either. And I think the I think the big belt is match is definitely going to the big belt. You got me saying it. The world title match. Is definitely going to become a four-way. Yeah, no, I think so, too. Um, and we'll get to that. Uh, I asked uh, you a question. Oh, what did you say? I said, what do you think? Is is it going to be Wardlow versus Luchasaurus or Wardlow versus Hobbs or a triple threat? Well, no, I said I think it would be a triple threat, but then I said I don't think they would do that if they did it at double or nothing so i don't know the answer okay i think maybe okay I think, no, great I, I know i have a guess i think i think maybe <laughs> like keep slow building 
Luchasaurus. When is Double or Nothing? May 28th. Okay, so like a month away. Uh, so slow build, keep slow building Luchasaurus, and then eventually have him at all in against Wardlow. But at Double or Nothing, because the Hobbs story is more, goes deeper already, you know? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and do that match at Double or Nothing. But then have Wardlow retain. And then Luchasaurus go after him hardcore after that, up to Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't know. Um, I don't know, honestly. Uh, we got, you know, my watch is dead. We got over a month until Double or Nothing. So I'm not sure if I see them building the Wardlow and Hobbs thing. I see that coming to a head sooner than a month's time. Yeah, but you have so to I kind of see Wardlow and Luchasaurus happening at Double or Nothing, and I kind of see Wardlow and Hobbs happening before that. But they're not on TV every week, so we have like four weeks till Double or Nothing. Double that's hard to say. Double or Nothing. Uh, so if they're on like every other week, that's only two encounters before Double or Nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't. What do you think QT Marshall is going to do to uh, help Hobbs get his Well, we'll talk about that in a bit. Oh, I forgot. I forgot, yeah, yeah, yeah. QTV, sorry. So we'll see. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know which way they'll go. Um, Hobbs or Luchasaurus, who, who comes first, uh, Like, who who do they do a double or nothing? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm feeling like Luchasaurus is the matchup for double or nothing. That's what I feel like. So next, Renee Paquette is with Sammy Guevara. MJF comes out and kisses him on the forehead. Sammy kisses MJF's forehead. And they said, uh, they say that they know people say that they're ruining the sport but they don't care. Uh, they, of course, are referring to their deal where MJF is helping Sammy Guevara through this pillar tournament, and their agreement is that uh, MJF is going to help Sammy Guevara through the pillar tournament, and at double or nothing in the main event, Sammy Guevara is just going to lay down and let MJF pin him and keep his world title. So that should be for a thrilling main event. Um, so they say, they know people say they're ruining the sport, but they don't care. Sammy gives MJF a matching vest, one matching, uh, the one that he's wearing, a very dashing black vest with, uh, stuff on the back. I forget exactly what it was on the back. Um, embroidered pattern. Uh, MJF gives Sammy a matching scarf, matching his signature scarf. They hug uh, they shout, friends hug, and they then kiss each other on the cheek. There was a lot of kissing in this segment for a wrestling show and it not being Sammy's wife. You know, that's normally the only time you see kissing on AEW. I agree. It was real odd. 
It was strange. Yes, this segment was odd. This is where Renee Paquette's faces that she made truly shined. Yeah. Because she looked very confused and very taken aback. Under Understandably. This MJF Sammy Guevara uh, fixing the torment thing has taken a an unexpected turn. Can I say that I really appreciate the amount of joy that MJF seems to be taking from all of this? Like the fact that he came up with this brilliant plan of a tournament to get out of a fatal four-way. The fact that he came up with a brilliant plan to pay off Sammy. Like, he has like a visible, like like skipping his step almost you know like Hmm. he seems joyful and we'll see that again in a second when he's at commentary but he just seems like a like a like a carefree mjf and that's (laughs) kind of nice to see even though he's still being like evil at the same time (laughs) i hear you that's 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 a good of you to point that out yeah i i definitely see that i definitely do see that well, even the devil is happy sometimes, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, up next, uh, we see RJ City, and we're not I'm not sure what he's getting ready to do, and suddenly John Moxley attacks him, and says, "We have some scars to leave tonight." Up next, we have the finals of the Pillar Tournament. We have Sammy Guevara with Ty Mello, and he's taking on Darby Allen. The winner of this faces MJF for the AEW World Championship at Double or Nothing May 28th. Uh, this one, Sammy hit a nice moonsault to the outside and went directly into a pose position. Uh... He also did the belt thing, claiming he's going to be the world champ, which is interesting, uh, considering the fact that he told MJF that he's going to lie down in the match. Hmm. Uh, At one point, Ty Mello distracted Darby while he was on the top rope. Uh, Sammy jumped up and hit a Spanish fly. Uh, Sammy also hit a 6.30 centon through a table on the outside, which was the spot of the night. This was fucking incredible and dangerous. Darby was laying on the table. Yeah. Yes, Darby was laying on the table. Uh, MJF, uh, the end of the match came when MJF threw Darby's skateboard to him. Uh... Sammy fell down and acted hurt. The referee called for a DQ, and Sammy won. So Sammy is in the main event at Double or Nothing versus MJF. Uh, I gave the match four bones out of five. Very good match. Uh, They beat down Darby afterwards. Jack Perry ran down for the save. Uh, MJF dissed the faces. Tony Schiavone announced that next week on Dynamite, there will be a tag team match. MJF and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen and Jack Perry. If MJF and Sammy win, the, the main event stays as it is now, MJF versus Sammy. 
If Darby and Jack Perry win, the main event at Double or Nothing will become a pillar four-way match. So MJF and Sammy are visibly upset. MJF is uh, going through the backstage area. He's screaming. He's cursing. He says, you really think you're going to keep me around like this? You know, his constant threat of leaving in 2024 when his contract is up which is something they really should not be putting on the show. They should not allow him to be saying on the show, uh, in my opinion. Um, so MJF, he arrives at his chauffeured SUV and uh, gets in. Sammy goes to get in, and MJF's like, bro, what are you doing? And Sammy goes, I'm getting in. And MJF says, no, there's, there's no room. And there's, it's an obvious, obviously empty SUV, and... Uh, MJF tells him, no, there's no more room, sorry. And so MJF gets in, it speeds away, and just leaves Sammy standing out there all alone. So we've got our main event for right now at Double or Nothing, MJF versus Sammy Guevara in a fixed match for the world title. Uh, so as I've said, I, I'm pretty sure that that is going to get turned into a four-way uh, for the uh, for the world title between the four pillars, I will be I'll be very surprised if that doesn't get turned into a, a four way match for the title. What was your bone rating for the Sammy Darby match? Four bones out of five. Hmm. I can see that. What do you have to say about this match? Well, you left out one of the best parts. What? So MJF. At the beginning of the match, comes out and sits at the commentary table. And with him, he brings a jar of MJF pickles. He has his own brand of pickles. Now he has his own special pickles from this other company that's making MJF pickles. And he just posted on uh, Twitter that there's three different kinds of MJF pickles you can now buy. But anyway, he brings a jar of pickles. And, and they're shit. kosher. Yes, kosher pickles. They, and he shares them with the co other commentators. And now you're giving them free advertising. I haven't said the name of the brand because I don't know what it is. Pickles are delicious. I would eat some MJF pickles. Um, but anyway, my point is MJF on commentary is delightful. I really enjoy him. I find him very funny. And this, and this thing with the pickles just furthers my point of him just being so lighthearted and carefree up until Tony Khan calls Tony Schiavone. Uh, which that's Tony Schiavone uh, was contacted by Tony Khan after the Darby uh, Sammy match that that was uh, thrown, I guess you would say. Uh, and so Tony Khan called uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, Tony to Tony talk. Um, and uh, that's where it came from. It wasn't just Tony Schiavone deciding this. Yeah, Tony Khan told, yeah, I. You know, oh, I guess you, I didn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't clear about that. Yeah. that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tony Khan called Tony Schiavone on on the phone while he was at the announcer's desk, and then Tony Schiavone said, "Listen here, you little prick," <laughs> to MJF, <laughs> um, which was pretty funny. The only other thing I have a, I noted about this match, uh, and it may be even a bigger mystery than is there a trapdoor under the ring. It is, did Sammy color coordinate his trunks with MJF's pickles? 
Because he was wearing pickle green trunks. He was definitely wearing pickle green trunks. To that, I cannot, uh, I cannot argue with that. Yeah. I think, I think it was planned color I don't know if they were planned, but they were, they were definitely pickle green. Maybe it was just, like, subliminal messaging. As stupid as it sounds, they were pickle green. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Seems like, seems... Seems like it can't be a coincidence. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Too out there to be a coincidence. Um, so, up next... So, so, what do you think? Is it... Is it going to turn into a four-way match? Yes, it's going to yeah. turn into a four-way match. If it does, who who you got winning? MJF. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay. So all this we're going through is for, for naught? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's to build up the other pillars, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean... But I mean, yeah. Just we're going to stay, stay with the same champion. If MJF for some reason doesn't keep the belt, I think it's going to Sammy. I could see it going down to like, like Darby and uh, Jungle Boy are out on the outside, like incapacitated or whatever, and it's just down to MJF and Sammy in the ring, and MJF expects Sammy to just lay down and let him get his win like he paid him, and then Sammy turns on him and gets the win and gets the belt. That's the only way I see MJF really losing. I don't see any way MJF is losing the belt. I'm I'm for in uh Sammy in the match. Mm-hmm. Who would you be for in the match? I'm for MJF. M- MJF? Oh, <laughs> Lord. I love MJF as a champion. I would be for Sammy, definitely. But then like what do you do with MJF's character? He'd be the same obnoxious prick he always is, just without a belt. Do you think Sammy would have to cheat? To to beat MJF? Yeah. No. I think he would need to, or else MJF's going to, like, lose face. No, in, in AEW, they don't always roll like that. Like, he yeah. can take a loss. It's fine. People can mm-hmm. take losses in AEW, and the fans can can deal with that. Like, I don't think... You know, I don't think losing does the irreparable damage in, in fans' eyes that people that wrestling promoters think it does, you know? Mm-hmm. I really don't. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just don't. I don't know how better to put it. I, I just don't. Because mm-hmm. there's always another day, there's always another pay-per-view to get the win back, to get the belt back. You know? I think it depends on the loss. But oh, exactly. That's yeah. well said. It depends yeah. on the loss. Yeah. Yes, it depends on the loss. Because with with few exceptions, wrestling fans have short memories. But with with few exceptions. I was gonna say, didn't you bring up something from like nineteen eighty five? I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the average wrestling. The fan. average wrestling fan. Um, no, I'm not talking about me. But most people haven't been watching for like 30 years. Most people don't care to, to have watched for 30 years. Mm-hmm. 
So. So next. Uh, next up, we have Adam Cole calling out Jericho. So he comes out. He tells Jericho he's going to smash his face for what happened to Britt Baker. Uh, Jake Hager, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Daniel Garcia come out and beat him down. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Bandio come out for the save. Uh, and then Roderick Strong comes out making his debut in AEW and beats up everyone in the Jericho Appreciation Society. As then Adam Cole and Roderick Strong embrace in the middle of the ring. And Roderick Strong kind of uh, sneakily got... Uh, released by WWE, uh, seems as though no one knew about it, and I believe he was still in the active roster section of the WWE website when this happened on Dynamite. Uh, I, I believe that's the case. Um, so, pretty big surprise here. Um, so, we'll see what comes of this. Uh, we'll see if they form, you know, form a stable. You know, AEW is a very faction-based alliance, as we all know. So it seems as though Colin Strong may form a stable of their own. As to who is in it, we will see. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So I never watched NXT, so... He and Cole were together on NXT as, like, a tag team or just, like, as a friends group? They were in a... I'm not sure if they were in a tag team. They were in a, a faction okay. together. Is, was that also with, like, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly? O'Reilly? I always get his name mixed up with that. I think name. so, yes. Okay. I think so. Kyle O'Reilly, I believe, yeah. is, is that guy's name. Well, you know me. I didn't, I didn't watch NXT either. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. watched it. No, time. no, no. Okay. I've never watched NXT. So I don't know anything about it. I just know what I've heard from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I've never seen Roderick Strong wrestle. People, people seem to like him. I know he was with Cole. That's the. That's all I know. Mm -hmm. He so. looks strong. Like his name seems like it's mm -hmm. accurate. So people seem to dig it. Um, so... We will see, and I expect we're seeing Jericho versus Cole at Double or Nothing. I don't think it's official yet. No, uh, no. I haven't seen any graphics or anything. Oh, you left out one one thing when because you, you went right into Cole calling Jericho out. What? And then the Jericho's boys coming out. Yeah. Jericho did appear, but only via uh, television or what's that called, Titantron? Uh, well, not an AW, just a, on the big screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Titantron is WWE. Oh, I thought that I thought that was just like the term for what those large televisions were called. No, it was called uh, Titantron in WWE because the managing company of WWE uh, used to be for years. I don't know if the company is still called this, but it was Titan Sports. Oh, it was okay. the what Vince McMahon called the the company that ran everything was Titan Sports. 
You have such so a wealth the, of odd information in your head. So the big the big board that they used was called the Titan Tron. Okay. Well, anyway, Jericho showed up on that, uh, saying basically, like, uh, I'm not an idiot. I'm not coming out there uh, to let you kick my ass. And so then he sent out his boys. Yeah, I'm sorry if that wasn't clear. Yeah. So, Colin Strong, Standing Strong. Up next, we have QTV. And we see Aaron Solo is there uh, giving himself the uh, breath freshener in his neck brace. QTV looking a little banged up. Uh, he And uh, QT Marshall is there trying to give the troops a rallying call. And Powerhouse Hobbs uh, bursts in and jacks QT Marshall up against the wall. And it, you know, Marshall's saying, you know, champ, I know you, you, you know, I know you, you've lost your title and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And Hobbs is just tired of hearing the bullshit and he just says, fix it. And lets Marshall down and leaves. And Marshall says, all right, group, on to plan B. So what the fuck plan B is, uh, we'll find out. I hope that whatever it is involves fewer of these stupid skits. I would like to say that this is the least worst episode of QTV that we've seen so far. I'll agree with that. Up next, AEW TNT Championship match. Champion, the undefeated Jade Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling and Layla Gray. And she is taking on Taya Valkyrie. Uh, the stipulation for this match, Valkyrie may not perform her finisher, the Road to Valhalla. She will be disqualified if she does. I don't know how, I don't know how smart Mark Sterling keeps getting these stipulations added to matches. Uh, the faces in AW. I don't know how they keep getting tricked by this guy. Do you think he is actually smart, like his nickname says? Yeah, I think he's smart, and he's a good lawyer. So he's able to sneak all this stuff in and pull one over on everyone. Huh. So Jade, at one point, hit a nice superplex uh, on Valkyrie. Uh, Jade also hit a Canadian Destroyer. That was a nice-looking move. Uh, Taya had Jade up for the road to Valhalla, but I guess she just, force of memory, she got her up. She forgot. She couldn't use her finisher in the move. She had to release her. Uh, she was in confused looking, and Jade rolled her up for the pin and the win. After the match, Taya pushed Mark Sterling. Uh, she pushed Layla Gray, and then she, she grabbed Aubrey Edwards up in the road to Valhalla. Uh, but she didn't perform it, and the referees grabbed her and subdued her, and Jade Cargill and her posse got out of there. Uh, decent match, three bones out of five. Um, Kay, you have anything you want to add about this one? Um, just that uh, I haven't seen... I haven't seen Taya Valkyrie at the level with which people talk about her. 
like before. Oh, this is the first. Isn't this the first match we've seen of her? Of Ty Valkyrie? No, yeah, this, this is, is like, two. No, this is like the fourth match we've seen of her. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's either the third or the fourth. It's um, definitely not the fourth because I don't. Is maybe the second? No, it's definitely no, no. Anyway, um, mm. the people that she's wrestled before have been like low mid card people, and so she looked really good against them. But seeing her against like one of the top women, or I guess arguably the top woman, uh, in AEW, I feel like her level of wrestling. Wasn't I don't up, think up anybody's calling Jade Cargill the top woman in AEW. Well, I just know she's undefeated. She's 50, 56 and 0. That's but that's only because she's been facing the mid to lower talent. She yeah. has the secondary belt. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize there was... What's her belt called? The TBS champion. Oh, okay. oh I called it the TNT championship. I'm sorry. The TBS championship. Okay. The TBS championship. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I just... uh. I feel like Ty Valkyrie was outmatched, I guess is my point. Um, at one point she did a split, and I just hated that. Like, I don't like it when the wrestling gets too gymnastic-y, and that was just like a stupid spot. Um, but other than that, the match was really good. Uh, Jade Cargo had an awesome suplex, and that Canadian Destroyer was, like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It's very good. Yeah. So those are my, my only notes. All right. And I'm not hating on Ty Valkyrie. I just want to see more out of her. I gotcha. So Jade Cargill up to, what, 56-0 and 0 now? Something ridiculous like that? Yeah, it's 56-0. and 0. And you know what? We definitely have seen Ty Valkyrie in at least four matches because that's how this whole thing got started. Was what she whole was, thing? The whole thing with Jade Cargill and her was that she was using... Jade's finisher, and where she was using those finishers was on all of those matches that she had leading up to this match. So this is like the fourth or fifth match that we've seen her in. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, up next, we are with Britt Baker and AEW Women's World Champion Jamie Hayter, and they're cutting a promo saying that the outcasts have started a war. Hater says, it's not going to be over until you send us to the bloody morgue. Pretty good stuff here from these two. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. good. And er, uh, in the previous, uh, in the previous uh, segment, uh, introducing the match, I, I believe I called it the AEW TNT Championship. That obviously is held by Wardlow. That is not a women's belt. I meant to call it the AEW TBS Championship, so my apologies. Jade Cargill holds the AEW TBS Championship belt. All right, uh, so they announced some matches coming up for Rampage, which is airing earlier this week. Uh, check your listings for when, I because I heard the... They announced a time on Dynamite, but from what I've heard, the time has been changed since then. So just look on your TV for when it is. It's on Friday. Uh, but this is what's on for Rampage. Ricky Starks and Sean Spears versus Bullet Club Gold, which is Slingblade, uh, excuse me, Switchblade, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. 
We're going to see Naturally Limitless. That's Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes in action. Uh, we hear from the outcasts. We're going to see Anna J.A.S. versus Ashley Dambois. The acclaimed and Daddy Ass address the people. And we're going to see one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, Cash Wheeler, take on Jay Lethal. Uh, so a pretty stacked Rampage card there, trying to fit as much as they possibly can into an hour. It's entertaining watching them <laughs> try to do that. Uh, on the next uh, Dynamite, next week, uh, world champion MJF teams up with the number one contender, Sammy Guevara, and they're going to take on Darby Allen and Jack Perry in a big eight-man tag. AEW International Champion Orange Cassidy teams up with Adam Cole, baby, Roderick Strong, and Bandito, and they're going to take on the Jericho Appreciation Society, consisting of Jake Hager, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, and Daniel Garcia. Should be a pretty entertaining match there. Uh, also, oh, no, excuse me. That's all we have for, for Dynamite, those two matches announced. All right, and now we are on to our main event of the evening. We have the IWGP U.S. champion, Kenny Omega, teaming up with Konosuke Takeshita, and they're facing the Butcher and the Blade, accompanied by Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. So it's nice to see Kip, even though he's not wrestling. It's just nice to know mm -hmm. he still exists. And Penelope. And Penelope, of course, yeah. of course. Nice to know they still exist. So they're they're kind of in a in a stable with the butcher and the blade. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. I like I like stables. And yeah. hopefully we'll see more come out of that. Well, I've seen him I I feel like I've I've seen him kind of maybe unofficially refer to them as the Rogues Gallery. I don't know if that I don't know if it was just one tweet mm -hmm. I saw, but it seemed very fitting. And if it's not the name that they do use, it's the name they should use. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, for those four, it's very fitting, and it's mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah, it should stick. Because they look like an old timey circus act. Well, because they look like Batman villains. Yeah, is what I yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, but sure. Uh, so all right. So for the main event, uh, some of the nice spots. Uh, Omega hit a moonsault, followed by Takeshita with the senton on the blade. Uh, Takeshita hit a nice blue thunderbomb on the big butcher. Uh, Omega hit a running senton splash high out of the ring to the outside onto the blade and Kip Sabian. Match ended when Takeshita hit the power drive knee on the butcher for the pin and the win. This match was... All-out action, four bones out of five, very entertaining tag team match. After the match, Brian Danielson, well, first, before we get to that, Kay, anything you want to add about the match? Yeah, um, so I wrote down that Takeshita's punches are that hot shit, and then I wrote, woo, because that's, uh, that's how good his punches were. Okay. Um, I thought there was great tag work by Takeshita and Omega for not being, like, an actual tag team. Like, almost better than the Butcher and the Blade, but not quite there. Um, 
And there was an impressive brain buster by Takeshita on the butcher, which was like a super impressive display of strength from him. Um, and that's all I got about the actual match. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, you bring up their tag work. I thought it, I agree, I thought it was impressive. Uh, and now that you mention it, 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 it did, it didn't seem like it was their first match teaming not, together. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Although it was kind of a, a Do you think dr- maybe they had, uh, tagged before in New Japan? They had tagged before in my dreams. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know that that would affect how how the quality of their tag work in the ring moving. Oh. Uh, I don't know about Japan. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know anything about Japan. <laughs> so, not, almost nothing, I should say. Uh, so, after the match, we've got some shenanigans here. Uh, Brian Danielson was guest announcing. He gets up from the desk, and he calls Takeshita wrestler... Calls Omega washed up. Uh, Moxley, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, the Ring of Honor World Champ, and Wheeler Utah come out. Wheeler and Castagnoli hold Omega. And Moxley readies with the flathead screwdriver. And uh, Danielson is saying how, how if uh, Takeshita, how if he trained with... Uh, and he means to say if he trained with the BCC, but he says if he trained with the elite, uh, he says if if you trained with the elite and then the crowd kind of gets on and they're like, oh, oh, you fucked up, you fucked up, you know. Um, he says if you trained with the BCC, you know, you'd fulfill your potential, blah, blah, blah. And then he comes back to it and he says if you trained with the elite, You'd be washing Omega and the Young Bucks in the shower like, uh, what's his name? Brandon Cutler and uh, Michael Nakazawa. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're holding Omega. Wheeler and Castagnoli are. Uh, Moxley ready with a screwdriver. Young Bucks music hits. Uh, they come out. Down goes Castagnoli. Down goes Yuta. Omega hits Moxley with a Snapdragon suplex. Young Bucks super kick Moxley. Uh, they're going to take the screwdriver to Moxley. Uh, Danielson tells Takeshita to get in and stop it. And through this distraction, so now again they're holding Moxley, or the or the the elite, and Omega has a screwdriver. Through this distraction of sending in Takeshita, the Blackpool Combat Club take out the elite. And turn the tables. They try to get Takeshita to join. He refuses. So Yuta hits Takeshita with a low blow. And Moxley takes to Takeshita's forehead with the screwdriver. And bloodies him as the show ends. And the show ends with Takeshita on the mat. His forehead dripping with blood. And being checked on by Kenny Omega and the Elite. So a pretty sad image to leave us as we leave AEW Dynamite for the week. And the Blackpool Combat Club, you know, they say they they bleed together. Something like that, things like that. So I've heard a lot of people on the internet today saying they think 
Takeshita's going to the Blackpool Combat Club. What do you think about that? That's where I thought it was going to go up until them attacking him. Like, I thought that he was going to side with the Blackpool Combat Club. That guy I, seems like such a nice. natural face to yeah, me. Yeah, no, no, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going there. I think he's going to stick with the elite. Because I mean, why would he side with someone who just attacked him? Who was it? We were talking about the. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, but see, somebody's going to need another member. Yeah. You know. The Blackpool Combat Club are going to need another member. Yeah, if he's going to be with the Elite, Mm -hmm. the Blackpool Combat Club are going to need another member. Well, not if Adam Page doesn't show back up for a while. I mean, I imagine he'll be back. All he did was get his forehead, you know, penetrated with a screwdriver. We haven't seen him since, and they stopped mentioning him. Yeah, which is weird. He's only been gone for, what, three weeks? Yeah, something like that. Do, Do we know what's really up with him? Is there anything... I have no idea. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, they don't even mention Paige. What's up with that? AEW, like, here's the thing, and it's, you you know, you're bringing it up. Paige is gone. He was a major part of the storyline, put his body on the line against the Blackpool Combat Club, and gets bloodied with the the screwdriver. Same thing. You would think maybe they'd mention that, and Mm -hmm. maybe I missed it. I didn't hear the announcers mention it. I didn't either mentioned his name. I didn't hear them mention the incident or his name at all last night. I didn't hear the wrestlers mention Adam Page. Where is he? What's happening? Why not at least mention it, even mm-hmm. if he is off camera? Yeah. Why not mention him? He's he was a big part is a big part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. So what's up with that? And then also you could say that about a number of wrestlers you, the, you know that have have been gaining heat and have been just kind of dropped. Like, I'll give you two that come straight to mind. Number one, your trio's champions, the House of Black. Where the fuck are they? Mm -hmm. You know, Buddy Matthews, two weeks ago, we almost saw him take, uh, we saw him take Orange Cassidy almost to the limit Mm -hmm. for the international title. But we haven't seen any of them. That was the last time we saw any of them. It was two weeks ago, except maybe Julia Hart. Yeah. It was two weeks ago. We haven't seen uh, Brody King or Malachi Black since mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. And they've been one of the hottest acts in the company. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're by, by their talent and by the, the, the in-ring product, by the fans' reaction when they come out. I mean, it's all there. Mm-hmm. And they are they are belt holders. Where are they? Mm-hmm. What is going on with that? And I and I'll tell you the other act that also comes to mind in this "Where the fuck are they now?" segment. Swerve Strickland. Where the fuck is he? Wasn't it just last week that he he uh, fucked up the main event? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that wasn't that last week yeah. with Jericho yeah, versus Jericho. Keith Lee? Where the fuck was Swerve this week? Last week you had him, you know, in two big segments. You know, you had him with his own match and he had just uh, completed this uh, uh, merger 
between the the embassy, the embassy and the mogul affiliates. Mm-hmm. So you got all this this. Uh, well, you got yeah. all this. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're going for. You got all this going on for him, mm-hmm. and you can't even put him on the show. And like I said, you put him, you have him disrupting the main event, cost Keith Lee the victory, and have him merging stables, and you can't have him even on the show the next week? What the fuck is going on with this booking? Well, even within that, you have them merging stables, but really he only merged with Brian Cage because we haven't seen the other members of the embassy yeah. since Supercard of Honor. What are their names? Toa and Khan. Uh, and Khan. And yeah. I love them. I love the embassy. Yeah, we haven't seen them. I don't know what's up with them. Yeah, I mean, since... we, can, we can play. We haven't seen them like for like a no, year. No, but those, are the, know, those like... are the those are the main ones I wanted to, to bring mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Because they have a, a big roster. But I'm talking about guys who were instrumental. You know, we're talking about like Adam Page, big star, former world champ. In the main angle in the company. In the top angle in the company. Mm-hmm. Gone like he never existed. Gone without a trace. Belt holders. The House of Black. Swerve. Fucked up the main event of the last show. Gone. Not even mentioned off on this show. These these acts are the ones I'm picking out just to show. Like what is with this booking? What is going on here? You know? Yeah. I was trying to think of all those... The weekend when all those pay-per-views happened. Was that last weekend? Because Swerve Strickland was at uh, the AAA. He was in the, the four-way match there. So I wonder if he's just needed a a week off after that match. The wrestlers. They can, yeah. <laughs> it's AEW. They they yeah. only have one, one night a week. That's true. Two nights a week, yeah. you know, at, at most. Two mm-hmm. nights a week. It's not like it's a grueling schedule. It's not yeah. like it's WWE or something, you know? My biggest sort of like, where are they now, who is much less recent, uh, is Scorpio Sky. What's up with him? Like, yeah, I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't, original tag team champ and... I don't know. And pretty talented guy, yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's injured or what. I mean, mm-hmm. that's another good one to bring... Uh, bring up yeah. but but I'm asking about those yeah the current like who were, were on TV who were just on TV yeah and just blipped out I wonder if we'll see Swerve show up on Rampage because of the Keith Lee Dustin match you gotta hope yeah you gotta hope well and and Brian Cage has been having matches on Ring of Honor and Swerve Strickland's not showing up with him on Ring of Honor. I mean, I guess we'll see tonight if he does, but it's odd. Yeah. It's yeah, odd, it would to, be it's nice odd to, to see. have a stable that involves two shows and is only on one show. Right. It would be nice to see Swerve show up on Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe they don't want to buy him plane tickets, but then it's like, well, if you don't want to buy Swerve plane tickets in a hotel room, why did you book this stable that's on two shows then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You booked it. Why? Why'd you do it if you don't want to pay for it? Mm-hmm. You could have just not booked it, but instead you booked it and then 
you booked it and then and now you're having to book it in a way that makes no sense where you've booked mm-hmm. a stable and the stable members don't show up to show support. Do you think that's what it is that he doesn't want to play, pay the airfare and hotel? Isn't he a billionaire? No, I'm I'm saying I don't know. I'm saying yeah. I don't know what the answer is to yeah. that. I mean to mm-hmm. that answer. Mm-hmm. To that question. I don't know what the answer is to that one. Why isn't Swerve on on Ring of Honor mm-hmm. with Brian Cage? I mean, it should be. That would add a little something to Ring of Honor. Uh, having Swerve show up uh, with Brian Cage, it would add a little something to this mogul embassy mm-hmm. merger. Yeah, uh, add some teeth to it because all the only ones we've seen together are Mo, uh, uh, Swerve. Prince Nana and Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. We haven't even seen, you know, we haven't even seen the visual of what should be Swerve, Prince Nana, Brian Cage, Toa, Toa and Khan. Khan. Yeah. Five guys, three of whom are big as fuck. Great visual. Mm-hmm. Haven't even seen it. Haven't even gotten to see the visual. Haven't even had the five guys in the same room together yet. They haven't even made a graphic. Right. Like, even without them in the same room, you can Photoshop them into a graphic yeah. together, and they haven't done that. I don't get uh, it. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get that. But, yeah, so, and th- and this is a problem that we've seen consistently, and I, I hate to end the show on a, on a complaining negative note. I really don't mean to, because this was a very good show. This was a very good episode of AEW Dynamite. I enjoyed it very much. Don't don't get me wrong. Well, I don't feel like we're complaining. I think we're saying... I'm complaining. Okay, well, you're complaining. I'm <laughs> saying this is something they need to work on and fix. I'm saying this is something they need to work on and fix, and I'm complaining about it. Yeah, I'm not complaining about it. I'm, I'm complaining. I'm saying if you want your show to be better, these are some ways to make it better. Yeah, I'm complaining. This okay. is a, 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 a problem that they keep... Going through it keeps happening, where uh, an act will get hot, get hot, and you'll see them, and then they disappear from TV, mm-hmm. for no, and you get no explanation. It, it it's not there on. You just give me a bullshit explanation. Just mention them on TV, mm-hmm. mention them, and t- tell me, oh, you know that act you love so much. Here's why they aren't here. Just give me a bullshit reason. Mm-hmm. Tell me they're on tour in Europe. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Just tell me why they aren't there. Yeah. You know? And and m- mention, at least let me know, let me know... They still exist. That they still exist, yes. Yeah. And that you know that I want to see them. hmm You know? Yeah. If you're going to keep them off of TV, at least do that. hmm Yeah. Give me that much. If you're going to leave them off of TV one week, do that much. Bring them up. Don't just not mention them. Like I said, with Swerve, the, it just it boggles the mind. He was all over the damn show last mm-hmm. week, and now he's gone. No mention Yeah. this week. I mean, the show was almost like based around him last week. Mm-hmm. He got... He, they just have he, was in, he was in a match. He got a, a backstage interview, and... He yeah, ruined the main event. Yeah. Three segments with him last week. Do you think they just have too many storylines going on right now? And so they feel like they can't address all of them in one show. So they're kind of doing like an every other week thing with some of them. Uh, that's kind of it. So maybe maybe once they add that Saturday show, that'll help 
spread the stories out so that they can give the attention and detail to them that they need to? I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But I don't think so. I think it, it's going to be the same problem. Because he's going to book, probably he's going to book in the same way. And Dynamite is going to be the same two hours to fill. If you're going to book it in the same way. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I just don't know if I agree with you. And the roster size is going to be the same. I mean, he's got a, a bloated roster. Well, yeah, but if you have two shows... And he's still got a bloated roster. No, I know he does, but I'm saying they're ta- like there have been mentions of doing like a brand split. Yeah, we'll get to so, see more people. Yeah. But we'll still have people getting left off TV because... Well, there's always going to be that, but I mean like as far as... People with active storylines being left off TV. It's still going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It's still going to happen. Hmm. I think. Because of the way he books. I mean, something... He has to change his booking style. Because it's not... It's not just me. This is not just my... My... Uh, uh, my preference. My opinion. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're booking a TV show. Keep the stars on the show. Mm-hmm. Keep keep your storylines going. You gotta keep keep people hooked. You know you gotta the ratings. People aren't gonna stick around if the storyline that they saw last week that had them hooked. Like I'm gonna watch no matter what. But again, I'm not your average fan. Your average Joe schmo. You know, you want to hook the average Joe schmo. You, you know you gotta have the storylines. And if the the guy that got him hooked last week isn't there, if the gal that got him hooked last week isn't there. The storyline that got him hooked last week isn't there. You know, if there's no continuity, then people aren't going to watch. That's why, you know, people like shows is continuity. You know, that's that's the thing. That's why that's why shows, you know, do well is continuity. And I think, I mean, you can do it without having all of the wrestlers on every week. Like, I think they did a good job of it with the outcast this week. So the outcasts weren't on the show, but Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter addressed the outcasts. So they still progressed the storyline without having to have, like, us have visual contact with the outcasts, you know? Yeah, yeah. And at least do that. Yeah. Right. I thought that was done well. That was something. Yeah. Right. As opposed to, like I said, with Hangman, the storyline's mm-hmm. on, but he's vanished. He's been dropped. Yeah. Or... Swerve completely disappeared. Or what was my other example? Uh, the Black, uh, House of Black. House of Black, yeah. Well, like, with Adam Page, I kind of think that they're intentionally not talking about him. So that next time there's, like, an attack, he can, like, show up and come to the rescue and they can be like, It's Adam Page, you know? Yeah, but see, that's not how wrestling should work. It it shouldn't be you leave your stars off of your show when they're healthy for so long that people forget that they're around. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So that they can attack. It, it shouldn't be mm-hmm. that, that you leave them off your show for four weeks and then people forget they exist so they're excited when they fucking see mm-hmm. them. That's bad booking. Well, I mean, that also might, might not be what they're doing, but it seems like something that they might be doing. Yeah. But but yeah, this thing where, yeah, healthy 
stars are getting left off of the shows. And like I said, I'm not just talking about everybody. Everybody can't be on the show every week. Like I said, that's why I'm picking out the, these examples. That have current storylines. Yeah. And and again, I'm... I, and the three I'm, I'm hitting on the head here. House of Black, Champions, Swerve Strickland, The Man, should be one of the top heels, has the tools, has the talent, uh, was... In it was part of the main event last week. Here's the best part of it. And then also Hangman Page, former world champ, part of the main event storyline. Where is he? Where is Swerve? Where is the House of Black? Those three are the big ones. Like what? What has become of them? Uh, and you could go off with some others, but those are the big three that this has happened to. Um. You know. You could ask the the tag team division, what has become of it? Who knows? You know, we don't see any any tag team matches anymore. We saw the F FTR win the belts back, but aside from that, we're we don't see any two on two matches. They had a match last week with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and FTR. We, okay, we see very few tag team matches, yeah. is what I mean. Yeah, but that's an that's for a different episode. But I'm just talking about these people dropping off the face of the earth. Anyways, I've gone on long enough. <laughs> uh, so, folks, this has been your AEW Dynamite recap and review show for K Fabulous. This is Asa, and this is No Bones About Wrestling saying goodbye and have a nice day. Bye. <laughs>